Welcome to another episode of Cancer Specialist Medical Minute. I'm Dr. Rick. And I'm Dr. Danny. Today, Danny, we're going to talk about imaging, but before we get into this hot topic, do you are on your phone searching. That's right, Rick. I've I feel identified like a dad joke that I think you're going to particularly like. I've identified a dad joke. That's not very mm-hmm. comedically... Like doesn't get me loosened up when you say it like I've that. Ide- I want to put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> I identify. Remember, I've that? identified a identified. dad joke. Okay. Please, all right, let hit me, me with your identified dad joke. What do you call a factory that makes okay products? Got me. I don't know. A satisfactory. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. it hurts. It hurts. I think I should put sound effects after your jokes. We should, yeah. All right. Yeah. All right I'm gonna I tried it. to do some drums there. In a yeah, it was bad. Know. So it I'll, was. I'll, it was. I'll cut something in. All right. All right, All right Rick. You want to introduce this uh, podcast here, this episode? <laughs> sure, I'd be happy to. I just wanted to see if you wanted to make it more awkward with your dad joke. It was a great dad joke. I sure. Like I don't know okay. what you're talking about. So we're going to talk about imaging today. It's an integral part of our company here at Cancer Specialists in North Florida. Um, Cancer patients, you know, unfortunately require relatively frequent scans and different things to not only stage their cancer at the beginning, but also to follow response to different treatments. So it's something that is, you know, obviously we use a lot around here and we've talked about on other episodes, but we are blessed today to have our extraordinary imaging manager, Jessica Vacari, with us. Welcome, Thank Jessica. Thank you. Appreciate that. Jessica, Thanks can, for having me. Yeah, our pleasure. Can you give the listeners uh, a little bit of your background and how you ended up to kind of run our lives here at Cancer Yeah, Specialist? absolutely. So I'm originally from um, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, um, born and raised. And um, I went to x-ray school first, um, started my career as an x-ray tech, and then basically went on to be a nuke med tech from there. And after that, um, I pursued um, my credentials in MRI as well, bachelor's degree, master's degree. And then we um, we moved to Florida. Um, me and my husband moved to Florida. And um, that's whenever I got into the outpatient sector and started getting into management here. Um, so I have a very uh, well robust background in imaging. And I was the imaging director for a large outpatient center layered locally and got the opportunity to be brought on board here at Cancer Specialist. So happy to be here and be a part of the team. So for the listeners, Jessica's the one that, as a radiation doctor, I like to order scans and MRIs and other things. And she's the one that puts me in my place and tells me what I can and can't do. We do some corrections. What's what's realistic, what's not realistic. So she kind of keeps keeps us uh, on the straight and narrow. Yeah. yeah, we get those emails that kind of... Hey, would you like softly, to have this instead? Yeah. <laughs> suggest another image. Yeah, yeah A no, suggestive I, sale. I think um, <laughs> y- we're, we'll talk about what we have here at, at, at our company and also sort of some of the you know different types of scans. We'll get into some details. But I'll just say from my personal experience, what's really cool here is because of the way our company is structured and that we put what is right for the patients first is if there's a new type of scan, if there's a new technology, if there's something that the doctors think will benefit patient care, it's really cool to see how fast we can integrate this into clinic, you know, versus some places I've been to before. It's, you know, lots of levels of bureaucracy and committees and delays and delays and delays. And Mm -hmm. I think it's just really neat, like how quickly we can adapt, and and a lot of that credit goes to Jessica, who's <laughs> Thank you. able to 
you know, navigate what we want, what makes sense yeah. for the company and how to actually do it and execute it. So it's just, Thank you. it's a, um, it's pretty neat. I don't know, Danny, if you feel that way too, like it seems like we're on the vanguard of a lot of these things where, yeah. um, you know, which is pretty cool for a community practice. It is. And I think you have a completely different perspective when you're in training and you're at one of these big mm-hmm. centers um, and there's lots of bureaucracy, like you said, and mm-hmm. to get even a PET CT done sometimes at these centers. And within 24 hours, I might say. <laughs> right, right. We can turn it around possible. in 24. So, <laughs> but so, um, no, behind me, is, <laughs> <laughs> behind me is a whole, is a whole team of people. So right. um, I could, I really couldn't do without, without them and our, our technologists are, really superb so um i think we just we have a great radiology group here yes you know it's funny i get sometimes more almost sometimes as many comments compliments really about their experience here as cancer specialists about our radiology techs Mm -hmm. i i for instance i had one patient actually last week that they came here they saw me in consult they got scans Thankfully, didn't need any radiation. I was just seeing them, you know, to kind of establish care and, and get baseline scans. And they could not stop talking about how amazing the techs were Stop. and how awesome they were at the radiology. You know, this guy needed some assistance getting on and off the coach. And, mm-hmm. and just, it, you know, it just shows you that a little bit of customer service goes a long way um, because these are patients that are in a lot of times scared and vulnerable mm-hmm. and, and it's a nerve wracking thing to have a scan. So. You know, I think it's just, it's really cool that we have such yeah. a, you know, nice you know, our, staff. Our staff really treats our patients like family. Um, that's really our motto. So we, we try and treat them just like we would our, our mom and dad. And um, I think that shows, you know, when they leave here, their their anxiety tends to be relieved because, you know, we're able to get them through pretty difficult times. So it's definitely helpful to have great staff behind us. So, Danny, do you want to go through kind of, you know, maybe big picture what some of the different types of scans we have available here at Cancer Specialists? And then Jessica can obviously uh, put us in our place and educate us on (laughs) the details. Well, I think uh, the main types of scans we have available and the ones we order most frequently are are CT imaging. Mm -hmm. Um, This is diagnostic CT imaging. Um, and you know, you can CT image pretty much anywhere in the body. We do it a lot for our staging workups for different cancers. Um, PET CT is a little bit different and Jessica can go into some details on PET CT. There are different forms of PET imaging and we'll get into that detail, but you can do a PET scan and merge it with a CT scan to get a nice image, um, of the body and, and determine, uh, where sites of cancer may be and where, where cancer is not. So, uh, and then MRI imaging uh, is another main imaging modality we have here at Cancer Specialists. Very good at looking at soft tissues and the CNS. Uh, um, and, you know, we use it a lot. Um, and Jessica, go ahead and take it away. Yeah, absolutely. So PET-CT, um, that's, that's really our, our, one of our main um, resources here for imaging. Um, it's a combination of diagnostic, so we're looking at the anatomical structures in the body as well as the um, metabolic uh, cells in the body. So we give an injection. It's a small amount of a radioactive tracer through an IV. Um, the injection circulates in the patient's body, and um, and then we do the scan. And so we can see both sides of um, information for the radiologist. We can see the cells at a molecular level and see where the cancer is, like Danny said, and and where it's not, and then we fuse that data with the CT image to give 
um, an overall accurate picture. So we're looking at disease at every stage of the way. So we're looking at, at um, the initial diagnosis and then restaging. You know, we're looking to see if our treatment's working or not working. And um, so that's that's really the bulk of I would say what we do here. That's the, that's one of our main scans, and then also MRI as well is. Um, heavily used uh, here at cancer specialists, especially by our radiation uh, department here. <laughs> yeah, they, they order a lot of MRIs because we're trying to follow up with, with treatment. So um, we have a 1.5 Tesla MRI, which is um, a higher spa spatial resolution and signal to noise ratio. So we have really good equipment here and um, some really good resources here at CSNF. Yeah, I yeah. think for folks listening, you know, the, the layman's way of thinking about it is really you know, you have your classic x-rays that you may hear about, chest yeah. x-rays mm -hmm. and x-rays. You know, those are very rudimentary, mm -hmm. 2D, you know, mm -hmm. two-dimensional. So you can really, you don't really get a sense of depth. You just kind of take yeah. a picture. It's very old school, if you will. Then came CTs mm -hmm. or, you know, um, basically gives us three-dimensional information mm -hmm. about different body parts. MRI is another way to get three-dimensional information, mm -hmm. except it uses um, a different technology that allows us, as Danny alluded to earlier, see soft tissues better, mm -hmm. help in different parts of the body where CTs aren't as effective like the brain um, and get a much more, um, I kind of explain to my patients sometimes an MRI is like getting, watching sports in high definition versus a CT right. sometimes <laughs> is watching sports in standard definition, right, right. which is why we as radiation doctors like to order. They like the MRIs. Yeah, um, yes. Helps us. And then PET, which is positron emission technology, which is basically, as, as you alluded to, using a way to get metabolic information mm -hmm. on a tumor, and that is combined with a CT to give anatomic information. So yep. we have the full uh, armamentarium here, which is... Mm -hmm. which the is full the, arsenal. The full arsenal. Yes, exactly. absolutely. Better way to put it. Yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> and now that, I mean, for, for PET imaging, you know, for treating lymphoma, Hodgkin's disease, and, and even some non-Hodgkin lymphoma, you know, doing... Um, treatment adjustments based on the PET CT results. I mean, that's, that's fairly new, uh, in the literature, you know, since I've been in training. And so we've been using it a lot more to kind of determine, you know, what's, what's the best route of treatment for a patient, um, by, by looking at the activity uh, mm -hmm. on the PET imaging. So it's, it's very convenient to have that at our disposal here and have a variety of, of PET techniques we can do. Yeah. I think the other Thing that I think our patients really appreciate is because we are a geographically expansive company, we cover, right. you know, three counties and, um, you know, yeah. multiple sites and, you know, different patient populations. And our goal really is to bring you the best care as close as we can to your backyard. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things we've developed here is really to make sure that our imaging is all integrated. So if you get a scan at one place, it's the same as at our other mm -hmm. facilities. And then also our mobile units. So all of these technologies we referenced, we have a mobile version, at least one mm -hmm. mobile version um, that circles around the community and, and allows you to get these modern scans without having to travel, you know, across God's green earth to get them. So I think that's mm -hmm. really been a, yes. a way to help patients out. We have a PET CT mobile and also an MRI mobile unit. Um, they're both brand new. The, like I said, the MRI is 1.5 Tesla. Um, and then also we have brand new pet CT that we just purchased last year and they go to all areas of Jacksonville. So we are definitely in your backyard for service. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, I, and again, I think, you know, unfortunately, the amount of times Danny and I order scans on patients, I'm sure they feel like, why do I have to do this again? <laughs> so I think it makes a big difference when you can eliminate that um, travel. Yeah, the travel time is helpful. Right. Um, you know, people have lives. They have mm-hmm. things to do. They don't want to be driving across town and waiting and waiting and waiting for their scan. So yes. it, I think mm-hmm. it helps um, helps their quality of life. Yeah. yeah, we try to make it as easy as possible for the patients to offer the service in-house, and um, we get the reports turned around pretty quickly so that our physicians can get the answers that they need to treat. So that's our that's our goal here, and um, that's that's the you know our model, and um, hope we hope to continue to expand. And I think we have many big plans for that. Yes, I mean it's it's. Uh Literally, if a new radio tracer gets approved, I feel like we're on it. Jessica, <laughs> Jessica's already like figured out when yeah. it's coming and how to get it and where it's going. So, I mean, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Like a lot of times, we end up being the only place or one of the first places in in the area that get certain diagnostic scans. Which, for again, for a community practice, is something when I came out of training, I didn't think was doable in the community setting. Mm-hmm. And not only is it doable, but mm-hmm. we're you know doing it a little more adeptly than. And some other folks so it's it's yes. kind of um it's kind of cool i don't know it's yeah. just it's really yeah, really so, neat and with pet ct you know the the newest latest and greatest is precision medical imaging so what we're trying to do is be more precise with our radio tracers and targeting um those specific cells so that we know um exactly where to treat so many new many new isotopes coming out here at csnf to look forward <laughs> to <laughs> So. And you're talking about specific for certain cancers, you know, yes. breast cancer, prostate mm-hmm. cancer, neuroendocrine cancers. So they're they're becoming, whereas FDG, which is a common uh, isotope that we're using, um, you know, which can be positive in a variety of cancers, now it's becoming very specific to the cancer subtype. Correct. Right. So yeah. FDG is just what we had in in the beginning, and mm-hmm. it's it's has served us well, very well, and now we're. We're, like I said, we're being more precise in targeting um, those specific cells, um, glioblastoma, our, our lung, our prostate. So we're yeah. coming out with new radio tracers, very <laughs> specific to those um, to those uh, organs in the body, and um, targeting specifically to treat. So yeah, I think it's and you kind of alluded to it, Danny, earlier. But not only is it helping diagnostically, but now there's more and more data and studies are incorporating results of PET scans into how actually changing the treatment, which mm-hmm. I think you mentioned lymphoma. Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of obviously where this is starting, but it's also in ongoing clinical trials, you know, in certain lung cancers and certain other things where they're adapting. Maybe you give less radiation if there's a, more, a bigger response or you give more radiation if there's not as much response mm-hmm. and you need that uh, metabolic information mm-hmm. to make that decision. So it's pretty, um, you know, it's, we talk about precision medicine a lot in mm-hmm. in in the genetic space which is obviously we've had episodes about that Danny right. but there's also now more precision in the imaging space mm-hmm. as as we we're alluding to that also may mm-hmm. influence treatment both now and into right. the future yes diagnostic and therapeutic yeah yep and and i guess you know it's probably not the little bit beyond the scope of this this podcast but yeah the radio pharmaceutical program here is 
bustling. I just it's very robust. At this Je- point. Jessica and I have had many uh, lengthy emails and, yes. and phone calls to get things uh, moving Organized and going. And but done. yes, preview, uh, preview for next episode. Oh, preview. Sorry. Preview for next episode. Brenna, thank you. Is that what we're talking about next yep. episode? Perfect. So <laughs> right. this is a good good segue. But yeah, so um, it's it's obviously something that I'm passionate about and is pretty cool and, and I think is something that hopefully will be a, a service for our patients. So, you know, I think, I don't know about you, Danny, but a lot of times in clinic, I'll get patients ask me different questions about scans. Obviously they want to know their results, but a lot of times it's also, why did you order this scan now? Or why this scan versus that scan? You know, mm-hmm. can you kind of walk me through some of the more common scenarios that patients ask your questions i guess that patients ask you and kind of how you approach you know counseling them yeah a lot of our imaging decisions are based on the guidelines the nccn guidelines or even if you use asco guidelines um the differences between the scans each scan has um a a benefit or benefits compared to uh you know uh, comparatively to another scan. So for plain CT diagnostic imaging, um, that's been the way we've we've done staging workups for a variety of cancers and also surveillance after a patient's been treated for cancer to kind of monitor to see if the cancer's grown back or not. So CT, regular CT imaging is really how we've, how we've done diagnosis and uh, surveillance after treatment. Uh, with the PET CT imaging, which is a merge between um, PET imaging, which we previously talked about, and then a CT image with it to kind of identify um, locations in the body where you have activity on the PET scan. We've used this um, commonly in lung cancers and uh, uh, lymphomas and a variety of other cancers as our staging workup uh, because it, it better identifies the areas where there's active cancer. You get a sense of when we talk about the brightness on a PET scan, it's how much metabolic activity is within a tumor in the body. Um, it, it somewhat is analogous to, I don't want to say aggressiveness of the cancer, but kind of the, the potentially the growth rate and, and the grade of the tumor um, or, or how quick is that tumor growing. Um, so we get a sense of kind of the metabolic activity of a tumor as well as the location of them. Uh, and it also kind of evaluates better uh, than a CT scan about if you see a, a nodule in the lung or you see a nodule somewhere else in the body, you can kind of rule in and rule out whether that might be a cancerous nodule or not. Um, and then MRI is really helpful, I think, uh, when you're doing staging workup to rule out uh, any cancer in the brain. Uh, if you need to scan uh, the back, the cervical spine, thoracic spine, lumbar spine to evaluate uh, the spinal canal and, and soft tissues and including you know, head and neck cancers, we get uh, MRI imaging a lot to look at the lymph, lymph nodes and the soft tissues to help better stage um, and use it a lot for um, the pancreatobiliary tract looking at pancreas and liver uh, in terms of staging. At least I do. I, a lot of the time in my uh, patients with pancreatic cancer or liver cancer, I get an MRI because I think it gives you a clear mm-hmm. image. Um, and, there, and there are other uh, you know, examples of when we use MRI imaging. Um, but generally, MRI imaging, if you're looking at you know, specifically soft tissues and trying to get a, a better picture of subtle findings and and whether CT may be 
not quite as good at picking up on small lesions that that are say indeterminate for a cancerous nodule you probably would get an MRI to kind of fully work that up um, and PET CT is helpful like I said to look at the metabolic activity of tumors but it has some limitations in terms of the size of the abnormality if you're looking at an area in the body where the size of a growth is less than a centimeter, a PET CT may not be your best option. So there's a lot of these nuances that we think about when we order a scan and we kind of make a determination what the best scan is for the patient. I think that's very well said. I mean, you know, from in the way 10,000 foot view, sometimes I think about it as a PET scan kind of points you in the right direction of where to look. And then right. once you know you have something, and especially if it comes to me and you're talking about giving some sort of local treatment to it, I'm, I want the best picture possible. And that typically ends up being an MRI um, or in some cases a diagnostic focus CT with certain sequences of contrast and um, other things. Because it really depends on what you, what the plan is, what the goal is, what's happening next. You know, I think from sometimes from your side on the chemo side, mm -hmm maybe having all that anatomical information isn't as important as just kind of knowing the general size and response. Um, but then sometimes right. when we're talking about more local therapy, you know, I don't, you know, from my perspective, it's not as important what's going on in other areas because I'm focused on, you know, targeting this one thing. So that's important. You mentioned different body sites and sometimes different scans are better. So I think it's, uh, you know, what scan your doctor recommends for you is really going to be highly specific to the clinical case and the patient, you know, what you have going on and why we're doing the scan. Um, so I think it's, you know, these are good questions when you, when you, I guess, if you're listening and you're a patient or you're a family member mm -hmm. of a patient, these are the questions you can ask. It's okay to ask your doctor, well, why are you ordering an MRI instead of a CT? Or why are you right. ordering a PET scan instead of an MRI? You know, these, whatever it is, ask. And if they don't have a good answer for you, then you should question that because yeah. there should be a reason they're ordering the, right. the, the scan. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's okay, you know, as a patient, just to be aware you ask. can speak up and ask because, you know, a lot of times I feel like sometimes our patients just are, very, you know, understandably, they don't, they just do what we tell them in terms of what scans to get and all that. But, you know, it's, sometimes I think it's important to know and I'll, I know you do mm -hmm. the same, Danny. If the patient wants, or sometimes I'll just do it unprompted, I'll pull up their scans and show them and yeah. mm -hmm. kind of go through what we're looking at and what the differences are and yeah. how things have changed. I'm a visual person, and so right. I think it helps me, but it really sometimes I think can help patients yeah. and their families understand. Oh, yeah. Patients often ask to us as techs, um, why did my doctor order this? You know, And sometimes <laughs> right, right. you know, we'll say, hey, you know, they, were, they, were, they want to look at your adrenals. Like for, for example, we were talking about um, different types of scans so like you had mentioned MRI for for soft tissue and um, PET CT may not be good for those small lesions but so speaking about protocol specific like for example um, a CT abdomen there are many different <laughs> protocols for CT abdomen so um, if you're looking at the adrenals there's a protocol for that if you're looking at the liver there's a protocol for that so um, pancreas yeah, so that might be why we do things um, differently just depending on what we're trying to achieve like you mentioned I think that's one thing great about our, our company and our, our imaging group is that our communication is so good that you know if there's a question that comes up with our order, 
we'll get that we'll get that call, immediate we'll get that response, email, yeah. and we'll get an immediate response. And you yeah. guys get a response from us. They are very good about and, emailing. And oh, know, we love the emails here. <laughs> well, we the patient them. gets the appropriate scan. Yeah, I've had absolutely. some instances where patients get scans elsewhere and oh. they get the wrong scan. You know, and I, it, it happens frequently. I can't tell you the heartburn. <laughs> so. And Jessica knows because she was on these emails. <laughs> right. We had our one of our coaches went down for a brief period of time due to nothing wrong with the coach but another mm-hmm. reason and yeah. just communicating and getting the right things done at these outside facilities it literally was like oh, i almost quit i mean it was it was it was so painful and you write an adrenal nodule and then they don't even comment on the adrenal we nodules. we instantly or, or, or when they, when i there was like a clear <laughs> previous scan i want them to compare it to and yeah. we send it with the previous scan and they just don't even look at the previous right. scan it's like right I know. we yeah. instantly became superheroes yes yeah, yeah. so i mean I, that, that's the beauty of 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 what we have here is um yeah. the communication because yeah no. if something doesn't make sense Oh, they will be sure to let us know. Yeah. So right. the way that we do it is we're looking at it on the, on, you know, at least a few days in advance and making sure that everything's done correctly, orders correct. We have the correct approach. Um, the isotopes are being ordered that we need, that there's no delay. And if there are any hiccups, then we're reaching out to the appropriate people. So um, just to make sure that the patient's appointment goes um, very smoothly. And yeah, I think nothing's more frustrating as a patient, if especially if you have cancer, you're already going through these things. You show up for your scan and they're like, oh, well, actually, we don't have what we need or yeah. oh, we don't see this order. And then it's like, that's got to be extremely frustrating. So, you know, I think yeah. doing these things ahead of time is what helps nip that in the butt. Yeah, we're not perfect, but we certainly look um, in, in advance, which is not the norm, I would say, of, of other facilities. No. So yeah. we really do our, our very best. And I think the other part of that, too, is the authorization for the scan, right? Yeah, no, so, it's very important. You know, the way healthcare is in this country in 2022 mm-hmm. is, yeah. you know, most scans for most insurances need some approval right. or else the patient's going to be stuck with a obscene right. bill. Mm-hmm. Right. And so we have a team, an army of people who are amazing at their jobs that go through and cull through and make sure that yes. when that patient shows up, that scan has been authorized by their insurance company and we have that information mm-hmm. because we don't want any surprises on the back end where you're a patient you're already dealing with cancer, you're already dealing with all this, and then you get this bill yeah. that's completely unexpected and undeserving right. because you're, you know, the t- the people didn't take the time to make sure that the scan right. was actually authorized. So right. yeah. I think we do an extremely, extremely good job of that. Um, and it's it's definitely a kudos to, yeah. to the amazing Scheduling team. and authorizations here are absolutely amazing. Yeah. and they really are. They make our jobs a lot easier. Yeah. They also will let... Yeah. Us and know. they will let you know <laughs> when yeah. you don't have the approval to get with <laughs> Constantly. Lots yeah. and lots of feedback. Yes, yes. You'll hear that pretty directly when you're trying to change things around. So, Danny, I, I mean, I personally could talk Tom Blue in the face about imaging, <laughs> but I know you're falling asleep over there. So I think we oh, should. Oh, that's not no, nice. No, I'm not. I think we should He's let. He's very, very interested. He's I, at I, the very. edge of his seat. He is now. I, I he is now. Am. He woke up now. Literally. <laughs> But I think we thank should. Thank you, Duncan. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> I think we should thank Jessica for taking the time to join thank us as you, a guest. Jessica. Really appreciate it. And thank you for having me. All that you do for the company, we, especially because um, we literally just walked over to our office. Don't and said, give away our secrets. Why oh are gosh, we blowing please up? Please come. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> it's the not podcast. perfect. It was literally. Uh, it was scheduled. Hey, you want to come in? <laughs> why, are you, why are you blowing up our spot? <laughs> <laughs> These are the secrets of the sauce you are revealing. You have to be honest with our listener. No. <laughs> <laughs> Good 
disagree. Listener singular. Um, yeah, exactly. Your parents don't care how the sauce is made, okay? <laughs> they do. Um, but no, thank you so much for your yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Appreciate thank you. It. Thanks for having me. All right. So thanks so much for coming back and joining us for another episode of Medical Minute. If you have any suggestions on things we should talk about, questions you'd like answered, or you want to kick me off the show and replace me with Jessica, email <laughs> us at medicalminute at csnf.us. And make sure you follow us on social media. Search Cancer Specialists of North Florida on Facebook and underscore CSNF on Twitter and Instagram. As always, we appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time, and I hope you learned something today. And remember, when it comes to your health, stay informed. Ask questions. And and tune tune in in next next time. time. Can we talk about how excited Danny got to read the script? What script? He just really perked up. Yeah, there's no script in front of me. I don't know what you're talking about.